Hey, and welcome to the Variant Cast. I am here with the one, the only, the hottest acting scab in Hollywood right now, Trent Joseph. How are you doing tonight? Good. How's it going, Ty? Excited to be here. I am doing good. I'm uh, also excited to be here for the very first inaugural episode of the Variant Cast, where we talk a variety of topics. Um different things mainly about pop culture nerd shit and just all of the fun stuff that uh you like to talk about your friends with heck yeah i'm excited to to chop it up heck yeah so just getting into it um the main things we're going to be talking about on this show uh we're going to quickly hop into a little bit of starfield but if gaming's not your thing don't worry feel free to skip ahead or it'll just be real quick maybe you'll learn something get enticed to play it uh we're then going to talk about the writer strike and it's finally over woohoo uh and Heck we yeah. got a few other things planned for you so make sure you stick around for those so uh without further ado let's uh just kind of hop into it so i think the the biggest thing uh we should probably just go into the writer strike right yeah yeah, it's the, just ended this is two days biggest ago. breaking news. Yeah, go ahead. Just kind of give us a recap on the situation for people that maybe weren't following it super closely, uh, like myself. Uh, just whole saga, wrap it up, summarize it. What do we got, Trent? So yeah, the uh, the Writers Guild in Hollywood has been on strike for a few months now. It's been since uh, early summer, or actually it might have been... Might have been like April or May where when it started, but um, act, actors and writers both went on strike to try to get proper compensation for their work put into TV shows and movies. Um, the writers were trying to get a uh, a deal for uh, protection against AI usage, uh, for streaming rights, and to get better hours and wages. Um, so yeah, they, after months of negotiations and, uh, lots of ups and downs, uh, CEOs coming out saying that they'll hold out until, uh, people start dropping dead on the streets, um, saying that, uh, the writers need to come back to work saying that they'll never, they'll never give them a deal. They'll never give them what they're asking for. Um, yeah, it's finally finally over. They got protection against a lot of the things that they were wanting. Um, the actors are still on strike, so we still got to wait for that for official productions to move forward. But I think that this means that like the production side of things could start could start moving again, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. I think we we have yet to really see the effects of the writer strike since you know the way productions are. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I'm curious about with how you know how long these productions normally take. You couldn't start any new ones because of the strike. Because how are you gonna start a new anything without a screenplay or like just having a writer in general? You know. Yeah. So, what? What do you think the effects are going to be like that we may see in the next like six months? Are we going to see anything new coming out in theaters? Have they really talked about this? I think for like the next like six or so months, we're going to be getting the last of 
what it is before before the strike and then uh uh in a year or so we're gonna really start to feel the effects of the rider strike and um luckily it's not gonna be i think that this uh, actually i'm i'm not gonna not gonna say that this this strike was shorter or longer than the other one but when the writers went on strike in 2007 there was some like pretty like bad tv plots that were made after the after the strike so i would say in like a year and a half like a year to a year and a half we might start seeing like maybe just slow like slow um like writing like tv shows uh slowing down and more like reality tv shows yeah yeah no that's something i was um kind of thinking about uh the quick jump into reality tv show world i'm anybody that doesn't know which would be everybody since this is episode one i'm a big reality tv guy love <laughs> reality tv uh mainly just like competition reality uh, i think it's a good break from like scripted media if you just want to kind of like you know get stoned and yeah. chill and watch something it's great uh so the there's uh this one coming out it's called traitors on nbc and they just released like the cast for it and i don't know it's like it's just reality tv show names so like you if you're not in that world you don't understand like how insane of a cast they uh put together but it's <laughs> obvious they had absurd funding for this yeah. season uh and i can imagine that's probably because there's no like like other productions going on in NBC. Yeah. They're probably not making sitcoms. They're just like traitors. Yeah. And they're probably like, Oh, like we can't delegate money to all of these writers and people that are on strike. So let's just fund it all into these reality TV shows. Um, I saw yeah. that Netflix was making squid games. Yeah. Like what is the point? <laughs> what is the point in hiring these actors when I could just hire Johnny bananas for like half the price? It's <laughs> Why not? You still get the um, same amount of chaos. <laughs> I don't know. He's getting old. Kind of boring now. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, but what are some of the... some? Obviously, some shows were still in production during this. Yeah. Uh, what were s some of the biggest ones? I think, like, the one I've, I know about is Abbott because I, I keep up with Abbott. But what are some of the other like big name ones that may be missing time or just kind of in a disjointed production because they had this wrench right in the middle. Yeah. So, um, basically like a lot of TV shows that came out over the past year that were really big, such as, um, like the last of us. Um, I know that that one, like the casting was put on hold and, um, they were expecting to get season two out in a couple at least like in a year and a half a couple of years but it might even take a little bit longer now since since all this um but yeah Alabama elementary is another one uh I'm, I'm pretty sure that they were almost they were almost started filming so um that's gonna be coming back probably it might even get just like a later like a later season release i'm assuming because normally it releases in the fall Maybe they'll just move it to maybe they'll just move it to like a spring or something. If the actor if the actors uh, go back on uh, go back to work too after they get their deal. Um, yeah. Amazon, uh, their Lord of the Rings show 
there um that was on like its last episode of production i believe and i think that they went like a week and a half with no writers on the set so um we'll see how that turns out yeah yeah and i'm I'm definitely speaking about it like it's done but you did bring up yeah the actor strike is still going on and i think the biggest thing in that is you told me they were going for streaming like revenue splits and that's where things i can imagine are hitting like a stall because yeah. that's a lot you're asking for yeah. I'm not saying they don't deserve it because they are the show and like the big part of the show but you're asking for a lot of lot <laughs> yeah uh, but i hope they get it hey you know why not me too and I feel like, yeah, like you said, studio executives, they're all like, they have the tendency now to kind of not be open about what, how much streaming, uh, like how many people actually stream their shows or they tell them like, they tell companies like a rough estimate of like, oh, like we think like X amount of people watch the show and it's like, you should know exactly how many, how many people watched the movie. We don't need to know that Red Notice was watched by every single Netflix account in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Red Notice. I've never heard of Red Notice. This is dumb fucking Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds movie that Netflix had like at the beginning of the pandemic. And they said that it was like the biggest movie in the world in that every Netflix, every Netflix account watched it. And it's like, but how, but who, what, what metrics do you have to, to support that? Well, well, I can confirm right now. I did not watch Red Notice uh, and I have a Netflix account. So I, that's at least one unaccounted yeah. for, which I'm sure I'm not the first person to make that joke. Let's go. Uh, anyways, uh, just getting, just I mean, overall, I would say this is good, but there's a big caveat there of the actors. This is all actors, right? Just yeah, it's all the actors in the the SAG SAG Afro. Mm. Um, so it's like it's most most of the big like the big. I mean, I, it, like if you in a pro- Hollywood production, I think that you have to. like you have to like go through something like that i don't know the specific details but there has been some actors that have like come forward and signed like a waiver to go back to work early to like work through the strike which people like people hate on them for like matthew mcconaughey did it and um like there's a big thing with drew barrymore she was doing like her talk show when she wasn't supposed to interesting i mean yeah yeah that uh but yeah. it's a we'll quick to way to get happens. alienated yeah did were there actual like scab writers being brought in um i do not know that for sure yeah it sounded like how like how would you yeah no i think that that's fine i'm pretty scab sure writer? yeah i i have no idea <laughs> but 
That's uh, that's the writer's strike of yep. 2023. When we look back in history, I think it will be a pretty pivotal one as we enter um, the solidified streaming era. And yeah, for it's sure. No longer the no longer the wild west, uh, like it used to be. It is now. There's you know the big platforms uh, and shows exist purely on those big platforms and. Yeah, they bounce around. They do a bunch of shit. I don't know who gets paid for it. So it's good they're finally getting that that figured out. It'd be cool if, uh, since they're getting paid more, if we got some more episodes and seasons. So, like, like return to like, I need like fifteen episodes of Invincible season. Just, (laughs) just kind of looping back to the actors strike in reality tv for a second if they do get streaming rights mm-hmm. that would probably make reality tv that much more like cheaper of a product to produce oh, because yeah. they're not in on that streaming rights thing so you <laughs> not only do you just not have to share the revenue ever uh, but you also have, have a cheaper product to make i think we are going to see such a boom in like just reality TV show volume. I don't know if popularity is going to go anywhere with that, but yeah. we're going to see the volume already seeing so many. Like, I feel like there's yeah. already so many big brother spinoffs or maybe that's just me, but, or uh, there's yeah. like a new bat, like the, the golden bachelor or something. The golden bachelor, <laughs> the 70 year old bachelor. Yeah. It's fucking wild. See when I'm 70, I hope that I'll be able to space travel like in Starfield. What a janky transition. It's episode one, yeah. baby. We're still working on it, working out the kinks. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's hop into Starfield. Let's just talk about Starfield. Uh, I didn't consume much content about Starfield going in. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, Starfield is the latest Bethesda game. It is it's first in the series, so it's the first original Bethesda like triple A game they've done. I couldn't tell you when when was the first Elder Scrolls, I guess? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> that would be like early 2000s or something, right? I'm sure they've done other stuff that was just super forgettable. Uh, but yeah, no, this is the first like original thing they've done in a while. And this is something they've been teasing for a long time. And everyone was kind of just like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. And now it's here. And I, it's pretty, pretty freaking cool. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's awesome. Um, I've, I've put, I've put a ton of hours into it, but, uh, yeah, the, the lore I think is super great. I, uh, I, I really like the, the vibe of like space, the, the different ships, um, outposts building like, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like it all. It took a lot of elements from fallout that I liked and, um, and improved them i feel like and um yeah i just uh, i could just get lost like playing this game for hours yeah no it's 
it's like the best Bethesda game I've ever played. And it's kind of everything I love about Fallout and Skyrim without the jank of it. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of people like in the gaming RPG, like hardcore, they don't love Bethesda games. No. I've always been just like Bethesda games because they have character. Yeah. They have like, they're really, they got a lot of character uh, and they're fun to play for that reason because like, for me, the RPG element of it is better because I could, like, feel something for the characters, even though they're, like, these goofy 3D models that all, yeah. like, kind of move the same and behave similar. <laughs> yeah, you have, like, I a personal... Know. You have, like, a personal experience, and it feels like, even if it's not exactly... If, if it's not exactly unique to you, like, it feels yeah. like it is. And, like, like there's, like... Those, but the, but the it's got, like... It's got like classic Bethesda voice acting. Yeah. Turned up to a 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you need to go do this. <laughs> yeah. But then every once in a while, there's like a uniquely voiced female character. And it sounds like she was recorded in like a different room yeah. or something. Recorded or it's her box. first <laughs> first voice acting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's just like. Not judging, not judging. It, it it works. It works. I really like it. Because yeah. uh, there's just randomly people that just sound absurd. Like Ron Hope. Shout out Ron Hope. Yeah. That dude. Yeah, that dude sounds ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot of like accents in it that I think are funny. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like there's a couple Australian people that I've run across. Um, there was like this dude that I ran across who was like this like Irish this like Irish singer in this, in this ship. And he's just like singing a song. And, and we're just going to get into general spoilers here. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about, uh, like the major reveals or plot points. Yeah. Uh, but just like general stuff. So, uh, something I do find interesting about the accents is like the fact that nobody is like is from america or australia or anywhere on earth because earth is just this giant sand pit and yeah. it has been for all of their lives because most of these people have grown up in space and like their parents grew up in space yeah so they're like of these generations that even though they're still human they're basically like gen z z z z uh that grew up in space so they don't know of any americas or any like history like that because that was years ago and kind of lost to time yeah that's very true i think that there'd be like a mix of accents or something or just yeah just all one but, the, but yeah, it would make sense. One there's like russian accents yeah, I would. Yeah. It would make sense because I I've looked into a little bit of like the the backstory of how it all like started, mm -hmm. and it's super interesting how like it was basically the the UC was was the UN essentially, and they were like, okay, we got to get everybody off Earth because Earth is gonna die. Yeah. So we're the UC, come with us. But then they were like, fuck, we can't afford to get everybody into space, so we gotta let some of these like elon musk uh independently wealthy types go up into space and start colonizing and that's where you get the free star collective and yeah. then 
the one there's this like one ship that's carrying like a few hundred thousand people and it disappears and then no one knows how it disappears it's like this big mystery and it becomes like this cult that worships a snake god that all of those people so it's just really cool world building uh and i think they can do a starfield 2 in 10 years and a starfield 3 and then eight years and then a starfield four and 10 more years and i think that uh bethesda really hit out of the park with this one yeah i totally agree but yeah I, I i i totally love it and um there's just so much you could do oh the and like i find myself like wondering like oh i want to go try to join this i want to try to like go do this or um like oh there's a ship that just landed over there let me go see if i could let me go see if i could uh take it over and like all that stuff you could anything that you could think of you could essentially do and um uh, if you could really play the game to where you you're like oh like um what i'm trying to say is like uh any like profession that i imagined in like star wars guardians of the galaxy like I feel like you could make like a living like a living doing that in Starfield. Like your character can make a living doing that in Starfield. Like you could be like a smuggler, you could be a scavenger, you can be a ranger, you could be Yeah. like different like an explorer. Um Yeah. And I I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like I think the role play elements that you could do is like dope just being like, "Oh, I want to play this." I like I'm only level twenty five. I've played a bit, but I already want to like go and play as a like pirate now. Yeah, and it doesn't like make sense for my current character yeah, to same. like just randomly start being a pirate. Mm-hmm. So it, it's I really like the the role play elements and like the speech. There's so many speech options. Yeah. for like. If you have a certain rank, if you're a certain faction, if you're like a certain trait or backstory, there's so many special dialogue options. It's so cool. Yeah. No, it's it's really cool. I love I love that game. So how about uh we give uh like Obviously, if you are not a fan of gaming or you've never played like an RPG game in particular, I I do think this is like a good one to just start with. There's no like unnecessary lore. All of like the sci-fi elements are pretty grounded of yeah. just like 500 years in the future kind of stuff cuz it's like it's fairly grounded in that realm. Uh, and it comes from, like, reality in that sense. There's no, like, jumping into, like, wizards and yeah, un- having to understand this, like, weird nerd shit that I, I, I get turns people off. This doesn't have any of that. Yeah, you can just pick uh, up a gun, run yeah. around, grab your ship, shoot things if you want. And do, do whatever the fuck <laughs> you want to do. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Uh, and I recommend you play it. So, highly recommend. Too. <laughs> highly recommend. Also, uh, so, uh, oh god, uh, no, you you go ahead. You oh, go I was ahead. gonna say the um, I've, I've become a big uh, photo mode guy. 
um, through like uh, I've been playing a lot of games this year and uh, the photo mode and how it adds it to your screensaver is sick. That is sick. I didn't know that. I haven't been doing much photo moding, so yeah. I should get on that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Hasbro. Because mm-hmm. before we got, we got in the call talking about what we wanted to talk about, I mentioned Hasbro. And Hasbro really fascinates me as like a brand. Uh, going into the like just the movie industry in general mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. obviously, obviously Hasbro Transformers. That's like their bread and butter. But then they like have just been releasing a lot of stuff and like quietly they just they're just kind of racking them up. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I was wrong earlier. Um, uh, Barbie is Mattel, not not Hasbro. Uh, that that that's that, that's fine. That's that's uh, that's fine. We we can credit the toy companies in general because this kind of goes into the the whole point of the this thing is just brands and licensing, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among, oh, yeah. or Dragons, Honor too. Among Themes. You watched that? Yeah, that would. Yeah, I did watch it. I thought it was good. Would you watch another Dungeons and Dragons movie? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, me too. If I, they, if they, they could, they could even like switch up the characters. Um, yeah. they could keep, they could keep any of the characters. Uh, it could be fun. You could do a sequel where, like, Matt Damon... Was it Matt Damon? Bradley Cooper. Chris Pine? Oh, Chris Pine, yeah, yeah. Chris Pine, yeah. Uh, I get get confused sometimes. Chris Pine. Uh, He... You could have him just be, like, the side character. Yeah. Where, like, in the next movie and do, like, a completely different gang of misfits and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast... See that movie? I did not watch Rise of the Beasts. I did watch Transformers Rise of the Beasts. What did you think about it? <laughs> it was... It's like... Okay, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but like, why does it feel like every movie talks about Brooklyn? It was another Brooklyn movie. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and I don't know if <laughs> I'm noticing this, but... Obviously, you have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Then there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Brooklyn. Then there was the Mario movie. Yep, we got to say Brooklyn. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They played No Sleep Till Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't... Look. I don't know what that means. I'm just... It's just a trend I'm noticing. Brooklyn gets mentioned a lot. Most uh, most recognizable city in America, apparently. Get your cloud up. Get cloud up, Queens. It's not even a city, it's a borough. What about Manhattan? Like, Manhattan, they got shit, apparently. (laughs) No one talks about Manhattan anymore. No one gives a fuck. It's just Brooklyn. (laughs) Uh, And then Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. Did you see that? 
Oh, I de- I definitely watched Snake Eyes. No, I did not. Um, I did not either. <laughs> I heard it that, was not good though. Uh, according to the Wikipedia page, it's uh, had a box office of forty million. So not great. So not great. You probably put what. 300 million 300 million to that movie it uh was a budget of about 80 to 110 million but oh, obviously okay. that okay. that doesn't count marketing though yeah so it's pretty fair to say it's probably a Colossal 200 million dollar yeah it's it was a big flop <laughs> so <laughs> can't forget about the 2017 power rangers movie so wait did did I forget about the 2017 Power Rangers movie? I did. Did you see the 2017 Power Rangers movie? I did. I did watch that. Um, uh, Brian Cranston was in that, and uh, one of the one of the dudes from Stranger Things, but uh, that one was all right. I liked the Power Rangers when I was a kid, so um, it was it was it was decent, and that and uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that, is, that is all the uh, <laughs> words and emotion you could mutter in yep. the defense of the Power Rangers movie. Yep. I will not go to bat anymore <laughs> for the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Um, uh, what I think that they should do is I think that they should start doing like uh, apparently there's like what is it? An Uno, an Uno movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently it's like some sort of like bank heist type movie. So I feel like you got to do like, like you got to like cross genres. You got to do like, uh, I don't know if you've seen like the movie Game Night. Where it's like, uh, it's like a group of like people in their, their late 30s and they get together to have like uh what they said is like there's gonna be like fake burger like fake burgers and assassinations going on but then it turns into like like actual like people actually like (laughs) dying and stuff but um oh right right i i have seen it vaguely in a lot of like hotels on like tv as a tv movie but that's a but that's a good movie. I and I feel like they could do things where it's like, oh, I didn't really expect um uh uh Winnie the Pooh uh horror movie. Which is a real thing by the way. But I was just using as a I I know I was, I was I was I t- I took a tender date to see it <laughs> and that was the worst decision of my fucking life. That movie was terrible. You're not going to see the sequel. Go on. Uh, there, there's a, there's like, there's a sequel coming out that the, the trailer was just released this week. What's the sequel about? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the first one, so I didn't, I didn't care to check out the trailer for the second one, <laughs> but I saw that it existed. Is it just like a two? Does it have a subtitle? Yeah, like, is he back for blood? Yeah, it's probably like a back for blood situation. 
All right. Well, uh, the, we had a uh, we had a a uh, it's a it's a game. It's a it's a it's a gadget. Uh, we had a letterbox list, or you had a letterbox list. Yep. Let's go. So, um, this one, I got a couple different ones. Oh, my camera just went out of view or just went out of focus. It's all good. We can edit. Gotta take a drink of soda. Okay, I fixed it. All right, so I got a couple different letterbox lists for you, Ty. Um, one right. might one might be a little bit too easy, one might be a little bit too hard, but uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see what uh, how well you do. We'll be in the middle. So this one. Uh, so the first one we're gonna do is called uh, "Look Who's Talking." So these are <laughs> uh, these are best human or, or uh, human talking animals. <laughs> Wait, what am I guessing? So, so, so this is a letterbox list, and you got to guess which movies are in the list. <laughs> this one's way too easy, huh? No, read it again. Read it again. Okay, so this letter this letterbox list is called "Look Who's Talking," right? So, it is a list uh, that has movies that have. Uh, animals with human voices okay got it so uh this one so we could say like like get like three right and you get like x amount of guesses or something okay how many are in the list so there are 20 movies in this list okay there's 20 movies in the list if i get Okay. I got to get three right on how many guesses? Five? Five guesses, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Look who's talking. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I tried to get a list to where, like, movies that, movies that you would know. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Just any, is... any movie with a character <laughs> with a talking animal. Okay. All right. Uh, up. Up is number one on the list. Yep. Uh, there is... five more animated movies on the list and then the rest are live action gotcha uh jesus christ my brain is not working <laughs> i can't think of any animal movies and i it doesn't help that i was just uh for the color red it just had a picture of like red from angry birds so i just <laughs> wanted to say angry birds but i knew that wasn't there i think this is movies where the 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 animals can talk to the humans right yeah 
Um, do you want another? Do you want a hint? Ted. Ted. Not on the list. Because <laughs> Ted is not a not an animal, right? He's a teddy. He's a teddy bear. That's true. <laughs> That is true. He's not he's not a bear, he's a teddy bear. <laughs> that was foolish of me, really. Yeah, how could you? Uh Paddington. Paddington is on the list. He's a real bear. So I've gotten two right. I need one. Yeah. And you can't say Paddington uh, too. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is on the list. Congratulations. <laughs> Okay, that was a really easy <laughs> list. You were right, and my brain just turned <laughs> off. All right, so the next thing we wanted to go ahead and hop into were a bit of some 60-second reviews where you're going to summarize and recommend or not recommend a movie. And you're just going to go really quick. It's going to be straight off the dome. It's a, it's a test of... Uh, your movie, your moviness. Uh, movie you're recollection knowledge. All right. Yep. Two you're movies. Do, I got two movies for you. You don't know what they are. All right. I uh, and you're gonna go on a rating scale of you know the one star to five star or zero one, stars one tenth to, to five stars. Five and you five could have tenths. halves as well. Yeah, okay. but you just you got to make sure you get that rating in there. Okay. And the two movies you're going to be doing, one's going to be okay. uh, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to do Bottoms starring Marshawn Lynch. Okay. I got this. You ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one. All right. Our, so, oh. Oh. <laughs> I was counting down thing? to go back into it and then we'll do another countdown. I see, I see. Okay. My bad. Uh three, two, one, I'm back into it. All right, and I got the timer right up here if you are on the YouTube audience where we got a our nice uh graphic going on here. Just wanted to point that out real quick. Uh anyways, uh Watch we have a timer Yeah, <laughs> for the people watching on YouTube. Um there's a timer right here. Go ahead and start in three, two, and one. All right, so Avengers Endgame. So half the Marvel Universe is dead. Only the original Avengers survive, and they got to go through time and get all of the Infinity Stones together to build another Infinity Gauntlet so that they can defeat Thanos and reunite all of the Marvel universe and win and dust Thanos. So that's my, uh, Oh, and I rated, uh, five out of five tenths. You got about 18 seconds, 18 seconds. So, uh, the coolest part definitely was when, um, Captain America had a broken shield and, stood up against Thanos. I don't normally do spoilers in these, but uh, everybody's seen this movie, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to do spoilers. 
right, all right. And okay. Bottoms, go. All right, so Bottoms uh, just came out over the summer. Uh, it's a comedy movie. It's uh, about two high school girls who start a fight club to try to like uh, hit on the two girls who they have crushes on. And so uh, they get together the school fight club and then they got to have an advisor for this club. So they hit up Marshawn Lynch, who's like a who's like a substitute teacher who had to take over for one of the teachers. But uh, he's like recently divorced and uh, he's really funny in it. And um, 20 seconds. And uh, there's just a lot of funny situations that goes on in the school. They paint like the football players as like these like over dramatic, like uh, like crybabies. It's really funny. And uh, uh, yeah, that's my review, Bob's. And I rate, rate it uh, four tenths, four out of five tenths. <laughs> four out of five tenths. <laughs> All right, how much time five. I got? Five. Uh, you went about a second over. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? Uh, uh, I prefer uh, Endgame, obviously, um, because this is a this is a comic book movie podcast. But um, yeah, you'll find that uh, my my scale of movies is uh, kind of all over the place. Um, I'll, uh, some, I'll most of the time just, uh, rate movies right after I watch them. So, uh, <laughs> get a, get, get a nice fresh take in there. And, uh, bottoms of four out of five. Yeah. It's bottoms of four out of five movie. It's a, it's a good comedy. Okay. All right. I, I gotta <laughs> watch it. I gotta watch bottoms. Uh, I'll I'll be sure to watch Bottoms and uh, report back next week and tell you if it is a four out of five movie. So make sure to uh, tune in next week for my review of Bottoms. We're going to go ahead and do Who Am I? Because Who Am I is this genius, never-before-done idea where I am going to you know, become, uh, I'm going to tap into the brain of some of Hollywood's biggest and brightest stars out there. Uh, and I am going to give you an exclusive anonymous kind of interview where you're going to try to figure out who I am. Okay. Um, and I'm going to do my best uh, with the information provided to me uh, by the Neuralink I got going on with this celebrity okay. that I know who they are is. Sounds good. Let's, uh, let's do it. So, go ahead and oh, shoot so, with your first question. Um... <laughs> really should have uh, tried to come up with some questions or something. Um, <laughs> it's okay. This, 
my presence fucking it gets sorry i'm uh i'm a little bit shocked by your by your presence um yeah so um you would be yeah so um what uh what what genre do you say that you work in most i do whatever the fuck i want but i would say i would say like movies okay and uh you're normally behind the camera for these movies? God, no. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, how long would you say that uh, it takes you to get ready when you're in front of the camera? Uh, between one to six hours one in six hours okay yeah and uh the types of roles that you do are you normally wearing a lot of clothes or do you uh normally uh wear like a t-shirt and shorts or i mean i i wear a variety of clothes which what kind of human doesn't wear a variety of clothes? I don't know. That was that, that was a, that was a dumb question. Um, <laughs> um, what? Um, who's uh, who's the best director that you say that you've worked with, or your favorite? Ah. Uh, uh, you know, I really like Scott Dale. Scott Dale. Of course, <laughs> how can I forget? Scott Dale. Um, going off that, uh, your uh, movies with Mr. Dale, um, what, uh, what other uh, actors have you worked with? I mean, probably couple that you know like do you know uh Dolph Lundgren mm -hmm. or Jason Statham either mm -hmm. of those guys oh yeah big uh big old head then so uh have you ever uh would you say that you've done over five action movies oh yeah and um are you are you wearing a um and do you uh i'm assuming do, do you shoot do you shoot uh do you prefer shooting handguns or uh or uh large assault assault guns assault rifles uh i mean i could do either okay um I'm going to say that you're uh, Sylvester Stallone. That is your first incorrect answer. Okay. You have two remaining. Okay. So you were not in the Expendables then. What? The movies, or the movie, The Expendables. 
Is that a question? I said, so you were not in the movie The Expendables. I was. Okay. That narrows narrows it down to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no. No, okay. You have one remaining. <laughs> um... Have you had the same color of hair your whole life? No. Okay. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah. On the surface that you can see. I mean, depends what I'm wearing. Gotcha. Are you, um, you're, uh, I shouldn't have mistaken you for Sylvester Stallone because you're, you look under, under six feet. Is that true? (laughs) That that is true. Yeah. Are you Bruce Willis? You are (laughs) incorrect. Damn it. Okay. So that is three wrong. You are officially wrong. I feel like you were on it, but I I successfully got you off the track. It was Megan Fox. Ah, uh, okay. I thought you were on it with that question with the t-shirt and the uh, <laughs> shorts. See. That's why I gaslit you. <laughs> I see. <laughs> that was good. So I was thinking Dolph yeah. Lundgren, thinking Rocky. Pretty sure he was in the Expendables as well. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. Meg- exp- I didn't know Megan Fox was in the Expendables. <laughs> she's in Expendables four. <laughs> she's Gina. Damn. All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the Varycast. Yeah, that seems like it. Uh, I, my closing thoughts would be maybe don't see the Expendables four. No, it has a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe see the first three, but not but not the fourth one. Just kidding, just kidding. Don't watch any of them. So that does it for the first episode of the Variant Cast. I thank you all for watching and have a great night. Make sure to check us out on YouTube wherever you are morning good night see you later deuces deuces good day